you got a Bible, open it or turn it on. Illuminate your face or whatever it is that you do to Luke chapter 1. As you're turning there, um, I want to just uh, bring to our attention what today is. Today is the second week of Advent. Uh, being that this, it is the second week of Advent, we have uh, our, our candles lit. We are, um, this is also the second year that we have uh, celebrated Advent here at this church. Um, a lot of us, as we were growing up, we didn't know what Advent was other than um, it's a calendar which a bunch of Legos are in, and every day your kid gets a, a bunch more Legos to put together so you have more landmines in your house uh, when you walk through it. Or maybe that's just in my house. Um, I love my mother. She got my son an, uh, a Lego Advent calendar. <laughs> Commercialism, right? Ain't that what Charlie Brown said? So, Whatever. Whatever it takes for my boy to understand that uh, it's all about Jesus. He can do that with the Lego action figure, I guess. So we're in week two. Sorry about my little rant there. Uh, we're in week two of Advent, uh, the, the candles we have here. Last week, we, we lit the, uh, the prophecy candle. Uh, the gentleman uh, explained what that candle is all about. Uh, we also, this week, lit the um, Bethlehem candle. And um, what I want us to do really quick before we jump into Luke chapter 1 is just kind of look at what the, the candle means and understand um, what a Advent is all about. Um, Advent, as I think it was Brian said last week, is from uh, the Latin word adventus, which means the coming. So we, are, we celebrate, um, and here, let me pause for a second. I believe we celebrate every single Sunday when we come together, but uh, uh, we celebrate more this time of year because um, that's just, you know, it's on the calendar. This is what we do. But we celebrate the first coming, the first advent of the Lord. And, and, and you know me, and we've talked about in the past where it's not just certain, or not just uh, um, remembering and, and, and uh, worshiping in the, the first advent. We're looking forward to the second. Because I, I know everybody in here has something going on in their life. At one point or, or another, you have uh, prayed this prayer. Um, come, Lord Jesus, come soon. Right? You can answer that question out loud. Yeah. How many of you have prayed that prayer? Yeah? How many have prayed that prayer this week? <laughs> but we look forward. We're not only looking back to the Advent, the first Advent. We're looking forward to the second Advent. Because Jesus promises, promises us he's coming again. And when he comes, to, or he comes again, he's going to then take us with him to be with him forever. So that's our hope. That's what we look, look towards. And when Jake's talking about getting excited, if you can't get excited about um, the Lord splitting open the sky, coming with a sword coming out of his mouth, a big tattoo on his leg that says, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and coming to get you to take you to be with him forever, um, you ain't got a pulse. Just saying. Or maybe you just don't have a life that lives inside of you. That life being uh, the Spirit of God. And, and I don't say that as, um, uh, as something that, that, that I don't arrogantly say that I should say. But I, I say that as if you don't get excited about that, 
Um, you need to have this little uh, uh, reevaluation that goes on. Do I really believe everything that I say I believe? Because Jesus is coming back, and that's why we're here, and that's why we celebrate. And we can never, ever, ever, ever forget that. All right, soapbox done. Let's go. Luke chapter 1, verse 39. That's where we're going to be at today. Because um, of, it's been a few weeks now, and uh, even in my absence last week, which by the way, I'm, I, I'm very happy to be, to be back. Um, my absence last week, we did a little video. I, I told you a little bit uh, about what was going on in the, the uh, previous verses. Hopefully you guys read those. We're going to pick back up because, believe it or not, we've got two more Sundays and then Christmas. How crazy is that? That's nuts. Time flies when you're having fun or when you get old. One of the two. Both. So let's, let's look at um, Luke chapter 1. Verse 39 says, In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the, into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting from Mary, the baby in her womb or leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, a loud cry, which was kind of awesome because uh, Jake said that uh, on Wednesday night when we do this uh, worship service, it will be a little bit louder. And, and then uh, Laura came up here and busted out some, 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 some of her pipes. And uh, I'm just thinking, I'm standing in the back thinking, I'm like, I can't wait till Wednesday to hear that and like magnified. So anywho, but this loud cry that, that, that um, uh, Elizabeth exclaims, uh, she says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And she is blessed who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Let's pray. All right, God, um, we're here for you. Uh, God, God I, I don't want us to get into the mundane, the, um, uh, like the, the writ uh, responses and uh, and the um, just like the action that we're uh, expected to do as quote unquote Christians, God, I, I want us to have this 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 excitement like Jake said, this excitement that just wells up inside of us because you're alive and you're coming again, and, and God, I I just want that to overflow out of us. God, I'm, I, I am, and I know that there's uh, many that, that are just tired uh, of the mediocrity in our lives, and we need to repent of that. We need to be willing to do what it takes to um, show your glory in our lives, even if, it's, if it means that we're putting to death things in our lives. God, let us, um, grant us the, the strength, grant us the confidence, grant us the wisdom to do that. God, it's not easy. But you said the cost of following after you is that we have to um, be, be willing to get rid of everything. God, let us get rid of the, the main thing in our life, which is pride. And God, let us focus on you. 
especially now during this season, because this is the season where people are more susceptible to hear the truth about you. God, we love you. Lord, we ask for your presence to be with us today. Lord, we ask your word as it goes out that we can be uh, the, uh, um, the, the tool and the instrument used so that it does not return void, although it will never return void. God, use us. Lord, let us have an intensity that is not our own. Let us have, have um, the, the, uh, uh, the phone calls that we need. Maybe it's from you um, to uh, do what it is that you want us to do. God, I, I pray, I pray that we can just focus on you. God, amidst all of the distractions, amidst all of the things that are going on in this season, God, let us, let me, let everyone sitting in here make your name great because of what you are doing in our lives. God, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Was that, was that God calling? Yeah. Awesome. I love it. So what we have going on here in, in Luke chapter 1 is we have uh, the, the angel has already appeared to Elizabeth, I'm sorry, to uh, Zechariah, and Elizabeth has become pregnant. The angel has appeared to Mary, and now what we have is Mary has gone on a jaunt, a journey to um, Elizabeth, Zechariah and Elizabeth's house, because they're family, they're kindred, um, and, and as soon as she walks in... Elizabeth says, hey, my, my, my tumbly is, uh, is, is jumping for joy. The baby inside me is jumping just because of your voice. I, I, I love that, that um, there is an identifying uh, characteristic or an ident- a very important point here in this story that, that there was something special about Mary. But the something, and to continue on with our whole series about being certain about what we've been taught, the something special about Mary was not Mary. The something special about Mary was what Mary was chosen to do. What was Mary chosen to do? Carry Jesus. Be the oven for the bun, right? Is that what they say? The bun's in the oven? That's why Mary was recognized as being special, by being, this is what God intended her to do. Why, why, why do I say that? Well, no one in here, I can say this confidently, especially for you guys, um, Jake, even though you want to go on a ladies' thing, no one in here has been chosen to bear <laughs> the baby Jesus inside you. No, anybody? Maybe... Don't answer that one out loud, because if you answer that one out loud, maybe we'll, it'll be awkward, just to say the least. But I can confidently say no one in here has been called, has been chosen to do that. But everyone in here has been chosen by God to do something. Just because that you may not be holding baby Jesus in your womb 
doesn't mean what God has called you to do is not important. And, and please don't, don't, don't hear me say I'm not minimizing um, uh, Christ and I'm not minimizing um, uh, Jesus being born. Not, not at all. What I'm maximizing is God working in every single one of your lives. That's the excitement that, that Jake was talking about, seeing God work in the lives of, the, of his people. I don't care if you're old. I don't care if you're young. I don't care where you're at in between. God works. He wants to work. Here we see that as he's working in the lives of his people, namely here, Mary, other people will notice. And I, and I want to put a little pin by this, and I want to say, well, well, it's not that we do things, and it's not that we do what God tells us to do so other people will notice, so we can get like self-accolades. But I say this because when you are doing what God wants you to do, and when you come in contact with another believer, and they have this kindred spirit, they have the spirit that connects with your spirit, and they know, wow, this person or that person or he or she or whatever is doing what God wants them to do, what God has gifted them to do, what God has called them to do. And there is joy in that. Don't ever think about or don't ever let the, the devil uh, creep in and, and, and minimize what it is that God has called you to do. Even though if maybe you haven't had that, um, that, that, that affirmation of, of uh, coming into the room and the pregnant lady just jumping up for joy because the baby in her, her belly is um, uh, jumping and leaping for joy. Christine, how would that, be? that would feel kind of awkward at this moment, right? Jumping for joy, the baby jumping for joy in your belly. Very unpleasant. <laughs> She'd be like, just get out. <laughs> I'm sure Mary had that, 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 that conversation. How would you do that? Just kind of a, a squirrel side note there. Imagine like month nine and a half, and Mary's just like on the donkey, like we're going to talk about in a few weeks, on the donkey going to Bethlehem. How awesome of a journey would that be for Joseph? We know that Mary was, Mary was uncomfortable with Joseph. Oh, man. Joseph doesn't get enough, he doesn't get enough recognition just because, oh, I shouldn't go there. I'm going to get in trouble. Um, yeah. Pull it back. Pull it back. So, but when Mary showed up and the baby heard her voice, the baby being who? John the Baptist. Nine out of ten times, this was the one. This is the 10% that it's not Jesus, it's John the Baptist. Um, the baby, John the Baptist, in, in, in Elizabeth's womb knew and, and, and recognized the voice of, of Mary and, and understood, not because the baby understood, but the spirit that was inside the baby understood what was going on, what was taking place. And I love how um, what, is, what is done here is that... Uh, Elizabeth goes straight from, all right, I'm having this, this thing going on inside of me, so I want to exclaim and I want to proclaim that this, this is awesome. This is great. God has blessed Mary. She's special. She's doing something amazing, and I want to say absolutely. And she communicates that. But what does Mary do? That's where I want to focus today. Because it's what Mary, how Mary responds to this is where I think that we 
can get um, our, our, our biggest lesson out of, the, out of this text. Notice what, what Mary does here. Um, if you have, if you're reading out of the, the ESV, you have little, um, uh, little headings, subheadings in there. And for this pericope, it says what? Well, what is the subheading for the next, the next few verses, right before 46? Mary's song of praise, okay? So, understand, Mary walks in, Elizabeth says, blessed are you among women, blessed are you because of the fruit of your womb. And Mary busts out, she busts out in rhyme, right? Look at this. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. What is significant? Did anybody catch the emphasis in Mary's song. What did Mary do when, 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 when Elizabeth said, blessed is you, what did Mary, what was her response? Deflection, right? Where did she deflect it to? To God. Where it belongs, absolutely. I love this because is it wrong to receive a compliment, or is it wrong to receive accolades, or is it wrong to receive a good word from somebody? No, absolutely not. But it's wrong when you say, yeah, look what I've done, because it's all about me. What Mary does is she, she's very clear saying, okay, yeah, because yeah, all of the generations from here on out are going to see me as blessed, absolutely, but it's only because of him. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It refers to this kind of in context. Um, 1 Corinthians 15.10, where Paul says, um, yes, I've worked harder than anyone else. Yes, I've done, I've done a lot of things that no one else has done. But it's only by the grace of God that I'm able to do what it is that I'm doing. And I hear this and I see this and I think that this is what Mary was doing. She was making it perfectly clear not to take her to the wrong degree and take her to an extent where she's not meant to be. We don't, we don't worship Mary because Mary says, don't worship me, I'm a sinner. Did anybody catch that? Look at, look at the first, look at 47, where she says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, what? My Savior. Well, if, if God's her Savior, that means that she's a sinner just like the rest of us, right? It, it, we should never, and this is the certainty I want us to understand, we should, we should never um, elevate a person, the creation 
to a status of worship. Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 1, verse 25, I think it is, somewhere around in there, where um, the, he, he's talking about the, the exchanging of um, focusing on the creation instead of the creator. And that he, we, that he says that, 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 that there's those who believe, that have believed the lie and went after the creation and forgot about the creator. They worship creation and not the creator. Well, we hear that and we're like, well, that's, I get it. Yeah, we, we worship God. Well, we, we've talked in the past what worship is. Worship in its broke down, whatever, um, Oxford uh, Dictionary or Webster's Dictionary, um, the meaning of worship is ascribing worth to something, acknowledging worth to something. And the amount of worth that we acknowledge or we, we, we ascribe to something is displayed by how we um, seek after that. How does that determine our lives? I, I say this because um, there are a lot of things in our lives that, that we worship and we would say, no, I don't worship that. I'm not an idolater. Idolatry was only in the Old Testament. No, idolatry is anything that we elevate to a level of God status. Like if our lives are, 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 are determined and dictated by X, Y, Z, whatever it is, and it's not G-O-D, then you see that? That's pretty cool, right? Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's idolatry. Mary does not want to fall into that. She says, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. God has looked down upon me to use me. I, I, I love this in not, not only the, the sense that she deflects to uh, the proper place, but when she is encountered with a situation in her life, which I, I see that there's, there's kind of like a, 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 a proverbial fork in the road here. Let me see if I can, if I can um, build this up um, and, and, and communicate this well. Um, so Mary comes in. Elizabeth says, blessed are you, and Mary is, is, is presented with one situation, one instance where she could say, yes, I am, right? And she can run with it. And if she were to do that, maybe her on, on a, 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 the surface level, maybe taking all those accolades, maybe taking all that notoriety, her life would be better for a time being. Just think about that. If she had the affirmation of others saying that the reason she's pregnant is because that the, the God um, came down and communicated with her, and that's the Messiah that she's pregnant with. It was a, a, a supernatural work of God and affirmed what, what, her, what, what she was and what she was doing. Her, her life probably would have been a little bit different than it was. It may have been a whole lot better. Instead of taking a donkey to Jerusalem, maybe she had a whole chariot or something with nice pillows on it. And maybe, maybe, I don't know, just, just thinking that Joseph would have had a little bit easier ride. Um, no, no, I mean, but if she were able to, to receive that, that she's faced with this, this, this path in the road where um, she could be affirmed that this is God inside of her, 
and that she's not a tramp or a whore or a prostitute or unfaithful or an adulteress or whatever um, everybody else is really thinking about her. Oh, I can't believe Mary. She, you know, her and her and Joseph aren't even really married, but she's pregnant. I know what they were doing last Friday night. I seen them parked up on the hill in the chariot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me that they didn't have that. Tell me she didn't have to deal with the, with the, the ridicule. She did. She was scorned by, by everybody around her. There's a reason she went to, and it doesn't, the Bible doesn't tell us, but I'm sure, there's a reason she went to stay with uh, her cousin for a while. She had to deal with things. She had to figure this out. How easy would it have been for her to, to have this affirmation and say, this is God inside of me, and have other people say, yep, that's it, He's, yeah, that's right. But she, she didn't. When faced with the, 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 this problem or faced with this situation, she chose the high road. She chose the road that was going to be, it, it was going to be a lot more difficult for her for the rest of her life. Because even think about this. People kind of forget that um, even Mary's other kids thought Jesus was crazy. There, 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 there are accounts where, in, um, especially in the book of Mark, when we went through the Mark series and everything, where uh, we talk about dealing with the crazies. Like, Jesus' family came to, to, to get him because he's like, well, he's, um, Jesus has stepped off the deep end. Kind of crazy. Well, Mary had to deal with all that. I, I don't know what that, that Thanksgiving would have been, would, or those Thanksgivings would have been like, or Christmases or whatever. No, I don't think they, they didn't do that then, right? Um, Depends of who you ask. Some people think that that was instituted in the Bible. But anywho, um, but Mary could have taken the, 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 the easy way out and said, or in, 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 uh, had that information of what was going on. Or she could have done what she did and said, no, it's, this, this is all, God's done this. I'm just a vessel. He's using me. I like this situation. I like this situation. I like this example that Mary gives us because I think that um, with this example that Mary gives us, it's not only shows integrity, it not only shows um, what, what it is, that we, how we should uh, react uh, in, in a situation where people are giving us accolades, um, but it also shows us how we should act in the face of everyday uh, worry that's in our lives. No one answers this, but Think about this in your head. Uh, everybody at some point or another, I don't care who you are, you worry about something. Mary was, was, um, was worried about, or potentially could have, or maybe was, I don't know, I wasn't in her head. Mary was faced with worry. How about that? Because of her situation. But because of her situation, because of what God has did inside her, because of um, what uh, or who God is, how did Mary respond in the face of worry? In the face of worry, I heard somebody whisper it. She praised God. Okay, so what do we call that when we praise God? Worship. She was faced with worry. Because 
Don't, we cannot forget the magnitude of, of her situation going, that, that is taking place right now. This is not 2015, the 21st century, where one dude cheats on another or, another, uh, or his wife and um, you know, there's infidelity or there's adultery or there's whatever going on and they just kind of split up and they go to the courthouse, they split up and it's all whatever. Yes, there's some repercussions throughout the family, but I haven't seen on the news, maybe I'm kind of blind, but no one um, has gotten stoned um, in 2015 or any time recent for being unfaithful to their um, fiancé, right? No one could, had to fa- could potentially face the death penalty for what was taking place because I look at that and I'm like, her stakes are pretty high. Not only that, even if she didn't um, face, uh, uh, or if Joseph um, took the, the, the writ of divorce, took the, 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 the um, just give her a letter of divorce and took the easy way out, uh, even so, if, if he were to, to, to do that, um, th- th- there's no one that is going to be, and, and maybe you'll push back on this, but th- just hear me on this, there's no one that's going to be an outcast out of everything, out of completely out of society for actions um, against that, that it took place, or perceptions, I should say, that, that took place against uh, your, a fiancé. The ramifications were huge for what was going on by uh, Mary being pregnant. She was faced with worry. But instead of worrying, she worshiped. And that's the, like the, the big idea of everything that I want to bring together today. When we're faced with worry, what are we doing? Do we let worry get the best of us? Because in the face of worry, what happens is when we're worrying about something and someone gives us an accolade or, or someone gives us um, a, a pep talk or whatever you want to call it, we have a tendency to, to grab hold of that and put our, 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 um, our identity, wrap it up in whatever that is. Instead of facing the worry with worship and putting our, our identity and having our identity wrapped up in God. I, I, I look at this and, and, I, and I see that um, this lesson that, that we, we, we learn is not a, a lesson that we should take lightly. She was faced with worry. Everybody in here, at one point or, or another, you've been faced with worry, or you will be faced with worry. The, the, the question is, how do you respond to that? How do I respond to that? The way in which she did is she worshiped. And I'm going to focus on one aspect of worship. She sang. Some of you are in here like, I'm not going to sing. Well, um, King David, who was a man after God's own heart, Sang. So if you're a dude and you're thinking, well, singing's not manly. There ain't another manlier man than King David. How many of you have killed a lion with your bare hands? Almost. <laughs> a liar. It was a cat. Very vicious cat. <laughs> Dude was a, was a dude's dude, just, just saying. But he sang to God. 
I, I say this, and I'm not going to go you know, on, on, a, on a deep, off the deep end with this, but what I, I want us to understand is when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling that we have or we're being faced with a situation, whatever it is in our life, what we need to do instead of worry is we need to worship. We need to take the approach that, that Mary did, and when faced with worry, worship. I, I've seen some of you driving down the road, and it's either you're, ha- uh, you're just uh, mad at the world. Well, you could be. But um, I, I, maybe, I haven't seen, maybe the kids are in the backseat. I don't know. Arms are flailing, heads tilt back, mouths just coming open, singing. I've seen some of you do the, you know, the, the, you do the, the drums on the... And I'm thinking, man, that would be awesome if they were on beat, right? Because maybe we could put them on the drums up here, right? No, but what do we do when, when we're, we're faced with, like, we're, we're, we're happy? A lot of you sing, especially when you're driving down the road. What if, when you're faced with a worry, you face that worry with worship... <coughs> And you put God in the place in which he should be. Well, I don't feel like singing. Okay, I'm not saying that you have to feel like it. So you, do you really feel like, wor- like worrying? Like, uh, it's kind of like, do you feel like you want to be miserable? Well, if you don't feel like worshiping, how about you worship until you worship? You've heard me say that before about praying until you pray. Worship until you worship. Sing until you want. You feel like singing. There's something good that goes on, and I can't put my finger on it, but there's something that happens when we genuinely seek after worshiping God. There's this perspective shift. So let me, let me explain it like this. So I have a pro- if I have a problem, um, and by the way, I have many. Um, if I have a problem in my life, and I just try to, I'm just going to try to focus on the problem, focus on the problem, focus on the problem. Are my chances of, of, of dealing with that problem likely? Possibly. But what if, when I, if I had a problem in my life, I focused on the problem solver, and trusted that he was going to take care of the problem. That doesn't minimize my responsibility, but what it does is it changes the perspective in my mind, in my heart, in my life, to say, man, I'm going to trust him. This problem, this problem sucks. I mean, there's no two ways of looking at it. But my perspective has to change. The way in which I'm looking, because I can, I can get so beat down, I can get so focused on this, that even if I overcome this, I've forgotten him. It's easy to want to. I'm just going to muscle through it. That's the easy way. Because in the end, we say when we get through it, look what I've done. Good boy. Get a Scooby snack. But if I focus on him and my perspective has changed, when I get through it, who gets the glory? Who is pleased then? God. I love what Jake's been talking about or talked about the past few weeks. Whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, do all for the glory of God. 
everything. Our perspective has to change. I love Mary's perspective. When faced with worry, she was going to worship. Because worship trumps worry. If you didn't hear anything else, hear that. Worship trumps worry. That's not me. That's not like some quip that I, that I brought up. Look at, just go through all 150 of the Psalms. Go through times where, where David is, he's running for his life, and what does he do? Worships God. Worship always trumps worthy. Or worry. Worship always, always, always trumps worry. If it's not, it's because you're not worshiping. If your eyes, just think about this logically. If your eyes are focused on God, if you, you are saying, and like, God, I'm trusting you with everything I've got. I'm worshiping you. I'm just giving you everything. If your eyes are there, where's there room for worry? That's that, 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 that changing the way in which we think. You, the, the whole understanding of think, feel, act. You hear me have said it a billion and one times now. We have to change the way in which we think about situations in which we're presented with in our lives. Jesus himself, turn over really quick, and maybe we'll end with this. Um, Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 6. While you're turning, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, it says, Therefore I tell you, it's in red letter, it's Jesus talking here. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Neither, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, be, by being anxious, by worrying, can add a single hour to a span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? And consider, consider the, the uh, lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? And he, then Jesus says, this is the reason why you're thinking like this, O oh, you of little faith. Therefore, love those words, therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I, I, I see this and um, I, I, I hear this and I, I, I meditate upon this. But what I, I, I don't want us to do is I don't want us to hear, like I'm, I'm, I'm saying, don't worry because it's insignificant. No, what I'm not, I'm not saying that whatever you're dealing with is not in, or it is insignificant because it's not insignificant to God. 
What, it, what I am saying, what Jesus is saying, what his word says is when you're faced with that worry, what are you doing with it? That's what we have to press into. That's what we have to see. And we don't hear that, um, well, the, the, the worrying, I'm worrying in my life, so it means I'm not a good Christian. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is we need to uh, change the way in which we think in areas in our lives. Every single person in here has room to grow. I don't care if you've been a Christian for three years or 300, well, not 300, lots of years. It doesn't matter. We all have room to grow. So what I'm saying is in this area of worry, because we're going to be faced with it, especially times of, year, of the year like this, when we have to deal with family, <laughs> worry is going to come up. But instead of worrying, worship. And let, the, let your life just, just ooze and just, just flow from the worship. Because Mary here, her theology, just think about this, her theology, what's theology? The way in which she viewed God, understood God, her theology dictated her biography, her life. And because her theology dictated her biography, her doxology, the worship, was evident. So how is your theology dictating your biography so your, do your doxology is correct? Because at the end of the day, we do everything for the glory of God. Because it's, if we do it for the glory of man, we're going to be faced with failure all the time. Let's end with that. If we're going to face worry with worship, we need, um, we need ammunition. Some people will say, oh, I can't carry a tune in the bucket. I don't, I don't care. I'm not asking that. But we have uh, some, some awesome individuals that lead us in worship. So as a practice of whatever worry you're, you're facing in, in your life right now, as a practice to get this rolling, because this is not going to happen overnight. You're not going to flip a switch and say, oh, wait a second, I'm worrying, I need to start worshiping. This is going to be a, a part of your life, but it starts with thinking different. So as, a, this, as we get into this, as we start to construct what it is, uh, how um, our minds should be uh, um, constructed, as we should model after Christ, as we're, we're doing this, let, let this, this next few minutes here, as we're led by people who love you into worship, use this as, okay, this, 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 is, a, this is a safe place. Just, just saying that everybody, so everybody can hear this. Um, I, don't, I don't care if you can't carry a tune in a bucket. I don't care. And, and to be honest with you, if the person next to you cares if you can sing or not, that's not up to them. And it's not a reflection on um, you, it's a reflection on them. So I, I'm not here, don't, don't, be, don't be thinking, well, they're going to judge me. Who gives a rip? You're going to be judged by God if you don't sing because well, I'm, I'm afraid of what everybody else around me is going to say and everybody else is going to do. How about let's, let, let's just, I want to raise my voice to God. 
I want to put him where in my life where he should be. But just, just lay everything else down and just focus on worshiping him. And don't give a rip about whoever's around you and how bad they sound. Because I'll sing louder than y'all and I sound bad, okay? Fine. You leave my mic on. I'll, sound, I'll just drown out, I'll drown out Jeremiah and Lord. I'll bad. And, and I just drowned them out. No. Yeah, but I sound bad. Who cares how we sound? Let's make a joyful noise to the Lord. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we love you. We thank you. Lord, we want to worship you. We want to face worry with worship because, God, that's what we need to do because that's who you are. Lord, we love you. We thank you. For it's in Jesus that we pray. Amen. Let's stand and worship.